On this episode of Beer Blues BS, Kinder and I are flying by the seat of our pants as we didn't have time to make a run sheet. I get to tell some stories that just show why I'm the living embodiment of Charlie Brown. Kidder's got some ranting to do about Star Trek, and uh, otherwise, it's just a good time with some brews, some uh, laughs, and uh, hey, just sit back, enjoy yourself. You're in a good place. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V Mark Kidder. Pour a cold beverage, pour up a seat, enjoy time with The Triple B! Well, the Triple B sucks, okay? Oh, come on. Whatever, man. This is Beer, Beer Blues and BS. Online at BeerBluesBS.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer Blues and BS, the podcast on the leading edge of gothic fashion. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Oh gosh, I have to say that I'm like so not excited to be here because if I were excited that I wouldn't be like this. <laughs> it's just another night and another show. What brings us together all the time? Gosh. Uh. <laughs> You know, I, I kind of wonder, Kidder, if that's not some of the people who actually tune into this, you know, and it's just because they are that goth, like, the life doesn't matter. Hence why I watch this. It makes me feel closer to death. <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm so happy that I can, like, be with other people that are like this. This is great. Uh, I have to uh, commiserate. <laughs> I like how you're bringing that it's kind of like joy and therapy for him. And I'm going like, it's bringing him closer to the grave. Um, <laughs> Howard, that's the show. joke because it's one in the same. <laughs> it's also weird that my goth voice is like my Keanu voice. I don't know why. <laughs> it is kind of like Keanu Reeves. <laughs> you know, but you know, he, he did Constantine, which... I don't know. That's about demons and stuff. That you know, get kind of goths could be into that. They are now, thanks to this show. <laughs> so, Howie Blues. Uh, let me guess. It's been a week. Uh yeah, yeah. It's 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 been a week. I'm. I, I really am glad to be here. Uh, I did get to go out on the road, Kidder, and I I do always love getting to travel to sites. Uh, I was up in the Williston area at MISIC, uh, which is the Missouri Yellowstone Confluence Interpretive Center. Uh, I was helping with store inventory. Uh, plus, we just have a new outreach coordinator. It was his first day. Uh, plus, we were meeting with a gentleman from Delcom because we're trenching in fiber internet to MISIC. So they'll actually have decent internet and when i mean decent kidder uh for years now the only way that we've been able to give them enough bandwidth with their uh with their internet so they can actually just do business like send emails we have had to turn off uh our security camera feed that goes back to bismarck to free up enough bandwidth to do that on that satellite internet again 
Yeah, I, I it's like DSL. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Better. So uh yeah, we're finally putting that in, but we got to we got to go on basically a two day trip up there so we could complete all of that. Um which is fine. Uh but but Kidder, you'll you'll get a kick out of this uh story. So we uh I'll keep it short because I want to get to what's on tap. Yeah, I'm thirsty. I well, let me ask you. Do you want to do what's on tap first and come back to we, this story? We'd better better do the what's on tap. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, Kidder, I got something really different and really interesting for what's on tap. So why don't you go first? Oh, my good sir. Well, let me just open up the triple B fridge here. <clears throat> See what's uh, what's floating around. How about? No, I'm going to save that one because there's a special meaning to that. But this one, I can have this one. Why? Because I am living in hell. And this is thanks to... Oh, I got a smirk. Uh, I'll take it. This is thanks to Local Geek. So uh, cheers, Local Geek, and thank you for helping to fuel the hatred. And by this, it is Hell's Keep, a Belgian-style golden ale. Look at the cover or the can design. I mean, it's sort of a cover, you know, at that dragon right on the top there. This is a 7.75% alcohol by volume in this 12 fluid ounce can. It is from Squatters Brewery in Salt Lake City, Utah. And you can visit them online at www.squatters.com. Good for what ails you. Mm -hmm. Apparently, this is refreshing Belgian beer experience. Unique flavors and aromas created during fermentation, along with bold carbonation, producing a devilishly delicious Belgian-style ale. There's the, the info card on it, as, of course, it uh, unfocuses right there, goes right out of focus. Yeah, you know. Uh, no ball corporation aluminum, although it does say please recycle right there on the bottom and enjoy. <laughs> oh, this should be good. Howard blues enjoy by 10, 15 of 22. <laughs> I, I was quickly looking kidder. I pulled up uh, the spreadsheet because mm -hmm. I have had this on the show before. Ah, uh, yes. It, uh, it does not seem to be in the spreadsheet. Uh -oh. Kidder. Yeah. Uh, which makes me wonder if it didn't, if it wasn't the beer that was in the episode that came out today. Yeah. So I, I, I'll tell you this, Kidder. I, I can't remember exactly what I said about it. Uh, but it was something. I remember that. It was something. It was something. Hmm. That's uh that's an interesting taste. <laughs> Gonna be one of those beers when the tasting notes is interesting. Yeah, well I'm trying to figure out like to me, Kidder, I, I'm trying to decide which cheap beer it tastes the most like. It's got a very um weedy 
taste to it. Um, but yeah, the the thing that it reminds me of is is closer to uh, gosh, almost like a grain belt Nordice, you know, but like a almost more like a pilsner, not quite like the the real on like the watery side of the cheap beers, but I mean it's not bad. But just not what I was expecting. So be interested to see what you think. Okay. Well, we might as well put that into the Fighting Sioux Yeti. Keep it chilled while we're having our conversation. Because nobody likes warm beer. I mean, what is this? 18. Uh, hold on. What year did this uh, brewery start? Uh, <laughs> what is this? Oh, 1989. <laughs> Close enough, I guess. All right. Quick sniff off the top, and it does smell like a golden ale. It's not angry, and there's no dragon protruding from the can. So I suppose in some ways I'm a little let down. So there's that golden ale taste that you get. But uh, it almost has uh, like a red ale or amber ale finish to it. Maybe that's the dragon. <laughs> eh, 2.89. Yeah. If I recall, I think it's it was the fact of what its uh, alcohol by volume was. Because I think you said it was 7.5. Yeah. So if I recall, it's not that it was bad, but it was like sneak up on you kind of a beer. You know, like you'll feel it in a little bit. Especially if you're like me and you only drink like a beer, you know, once a week on the cool. show. Uh, yeah. So Kidder, uh, I'm not having a beer. Yeah. I'm not. I am having uh, from the uh, let's see where I lost the brewery on here. Uh, mm. uh, from the Long Drink Company out of Kannapolis, North Carolina. Uh, this is the Finnish Long Drink Legend of 1952. Uh, it's a traditional citrus, 5.5% alcohol by volume. It is gin with natural grapefruit and juniper berry flavors and carbonation. It is gluten-free. And uh, here's it, it has the legend on here. Uh, the long drink is a top-selling category of alcohol in Finland, now available in America. The roots of long drinks go all the way back to the 1952 Summer Games in Finland when the country of only 4 million people was still recovering from the Second World War. Concerned with how to serve drinks quickly enough to all visitors, the government commissioned the creation of a revolutionary, a revolutionary new liquor drink. And so the first long drinks were born. Now this legendary taste has finally been brought to America by the next generation of Finns who want the world to experience the refreshing and unique Finnish long drink. So, yeah. Classing up this joint. This should be pretty interesting. Woo. 
<laughs> hey, Kidder, you ever smell a juniper bush? I'm guessing it's a bit heavy on the pine. Uh, very pine. Uh, but but now after I've had like two or three whiffs, uh, the, the citrus is coming through. So, um, yeah, but uh, I'm looking forward to trying this. Oh, that's good. That is really good. Get her, um, you do not really get like a full like pine taste with it. Uh, the grapefruit really comes through. Um, if you do drink gin, I mean, you'll, you'll note the gin in this um, very easily. You know, you, I mean, so you still get a bit of that juniper taste, but it it pairs very nicely uh, with the grapefruit. And this is really good. Kidder, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to rate this a five. Wow. That is really good. Well, I'm glad that you enjoy it. I have a feeling that uh, I would want to take the pine out and throw the whole thing. I, I I'm telling you, kid, like it's there, but it's it's not offensive. You know, um, mm. it it is it is no, it, it it pairs just kind of perfectly, like with that grapefruit taste. That is almost more grapefruit than juniper if that makes sense it's like it's like a nice grapefruit drink but like a, a slightly juniper um aftertaste okay sure. I, I mean yeah no awesome i have another one of these in a slightly different flavor uh will that be next week probably not will it be in the weeks to come sure so uh Make sure. Although it could also be weird because of some of the timey-wimey shenanigans we're doing with the show. So, you might see me have this before you see me have it. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to go see if I can pick up more than just one of these. That's good. Hmm. That is good. I, I, I'm just telling you, kid, I just, I'm not ready for summer. I want, like, Nice, like, summer evening, sitting on my patio, sipping one of these. All right. Mm. 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 Yeah. Anyway, uh, hey, I, I had a story I was going to tell you. Yeah. Because you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. Okay. Uh, so as I said, I'm, I'm on a, I was on a trip, and it wasn't just me. There were four of us in the car. Uh, we have Dave who is kind of the head of our IT uh, department. Uh, we had uh, Rhonda, who is our store manager for all of our museum stores, and uh, Rachel, our assistant store manager, also my sister-in-law and myself. And uh, we got up there slightly before noon, got the inventory done. It was kind of a, a, a lot of work, but a good day. 
and uh, you know we're we're wrapping up, and we ask uh, the staff up there like, "Hey, what's a good place to eat in Williston? Give us a recommendation." And we got a recommendation for a place called Don Pedro's, and it was told to us best Mexican restaurant in the state. A bold claim, yeah. So uh, we start making our way there, and uh, Dave has this brilliant idea. Hey, let's let's fuel up the uh, expedition before we go eat. Uh, that way, we don't have to do it in the morning, and we should be good to get all the way back to Bismarck. It'll all be good. So Rachel was navigating, so she pulls up her phone, uh, puts in the uh, a- you know the address in our so when. When we travel for the state, we get a fleet vehicle that's managed by DOT. comes with a little fleet services manual, uh, and it, it has the official fueling stations for the DOT where we're supposed to fill up our fleet vehicles because we get it at a cheaper price. So she plugs in the address we're given. We're following the directions. It forces us to make a U-turn. And it's like, all right, you reached your destination. Kinder was like an empty field. Awesome. So we we plug in a new uh, the second address that's listed in there, and it takes us a little bit downtown and uh, drops us in the uh, parking lot of some industrial building. <laughs> Third time's the charm, and uh, we we actually ended up that time, and it was. As Rachel was plugging it in, I actually pulled up on Google's like Street View and confirmed that it was the spot. And the <laughs> so it took us a while, but uh, as we were making our way to the third address, we we passed Don Pedro's, and it's it's a quaint little place, uh, yellow, maroon trim. Was clearly something else before it was a Mexican restaurant, which uh, that's usually where the best Mexican restaurants are. And uh, we go fuel up, we come back, park, we're all hungry, we're all ready to, you know, just have some food. We're sitting there, we're, we're chatting about what we like at Mexican restaurants, and uh, three of us just happen to be big fans of Chili Rileno, which is uh, kind of a, if you, if you have it, it's a pepper, like a uh, poblano pepper stuffed with cheese and sauce and then deep fried. Mm, love it. Well, I was looking for this, and we were actually all three of us were looking for it in the menu, and uh, we we did find it. They did have that, but they also Kidder had a chili Rileno burrito, so burrito stuffed with chili Rileno. It sounded good, um, and I was like, you know what? I don't find this very often. I don't get to get to these places very often because usually there's not a food option that Lefty can have. I'm like. I'm going to get it. I might regret it because I might, you know, it might be terrible and I'll be like, man, I wish I would have just gotten the plain chili Rolano, but I'm, I'm going to try it. And uh, I order it. Everybody at the table hears me order it. In fact, Rhonda's like, Ooh, you, you, I'm curious to see what this is because that did sound good. And she was one of the other Rolano fans and uh, food comes out and, uh, I did not get the chili Rileno burrito kidder. They brought me what I would later find out when I paid for it, a Colorado burrito. 
which was like steak and some sauce. I, I don't know exactly because I didn't read the description on that because that's not what I wanted. So I hear that Chili Relena was fantastic uh, from those who actually got theirs. Uh, <laughs> this just uh, goes to show my luck on these fun trips. So that sounds about right for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go all the way up there and order something unique and I'm really excited to try it. And I get something that I didn't order. I ate it anyway. I mean, it was all right. You know, it was good, but it had to fight through my sheer disappointment that it wasn't what I ordered. You know, you ever have that happen, kidder? You, you order something and it's not exactly what you want. And so it just, it could still be like excellent, but it's like, but it's not what I wanted. And so it's just hard to be like excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, I have had that happen. Depending on what it is, <clears throat> I might take it, try and enjoy it, or send it back. What are you going to do, right? Yeah. I figured I would I would just eat it. I was hungry. It, you know, it had been a long day. So, did that. Got to the hotel. Um did my employee evaluation because that was due today and I was taking today off. So I was like, might as well sit and do this now because I'm going to be on the road all day tomorrow. So I did that and uh, finished it up just in time. I'm like, all right, <clears throat> let's uh, see what's on TV. And uh, and that and uh, before actually actually before I got to that I actually set up uh, I had rendered out earlier the uh, the episode of the podcast 104. I'm like great, let me load that up to YouTube, and uh, we'll, we'll get that going. Which uh, Kidder, I'll just tell you, I let it run the rest of the evening. Got up the next morning, it was only 34 percent uploaded. Wow, that's some fantastic internet. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. I had to cancel it and wait till I got home to actually upload it. It was but not anyway. a holiday in express, was it? No. No, it was not. Uh anyway. So I decided to turn on the old TV and wouldn't you know it? Our Colorado Avs are playing the Minnesota Wild. My lucky night. I get to watch a hockey game. That's why you were watching. <laughs> I may have texted Kidder to say, hey, I'm watching the Avs play. Uh, I told him he should turn it off. <laughs> you did. Um, and in fact, Kidder, you'll, you'll appreciate this. Uh, when I tuned in, I can, I can tell you exactly when I tuned in. It was right after the Avs scored their uh, goal to tie it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then you killed it. I did. Um, good to see that that curse uh, still apparently a thing. So, yeah. 
But I, I did appreciate that text getter uh, at the end of the uh, second period where it was <laughs> what you said was just, I'm going to need you to turn off the game now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's uh it's a little late there, Howie Blues. You should probably call it a night. And uh, you know what? I had every intention of going to bed, but you know what? I actually stayed up and watched the whole thing. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> I knew it! Gah! I, listen, I mean, we were peppering them with shots. I'm like, one of these has got to go in. <laughs> yeah. To the other side. Yeah. Well, it's what it is. They play yeah. tomorrow night during night one of WrestleMania. I won't be watching. Won't be watching. As well, you'll you'll be glad. You'll be glad. Uh, but Kinder, I do have one other story from the road. because uh, you'll appreciate this, or at least find it funny. So when we were on our way out, we uh, we stopped at Crown Butte at the gas station there to pick up Rhonda because she lives actually in center. So that way she just had to come there and not all the way into Bismarck just to turn around and backtrack back out. Makes sense. But we pull in and, and what do we see? We see the gas prices. And Kinder, they had diesel on their marquee for $9.99 a gallon. Ah, we were like, "Whoa, is that really the price of diesel?" None of us actually were in the car drive diesel, and so it became this thing. Like we were watching, like every time we uh, we passed a gas station, it's like, "Well, no, they're only like three something." Like, what the hell's wrong with Crown Butte? Uh, Kinder, I don't know if you heard about this, but apparently, um. Guy came to refill the diesel tank and uh, put regular gas in it. Hmm. And uh, to make sure that we didn't screw up any vehicles, the gas station therefore put the price at $9.99 to hopefully dissuade anybody from putting this tainted diesel in their rig. You know, there's still somebody who did. I'm sure. I'm sure that had to happen to somebody. And that's just oof. Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm. So um oh well, you live yeah. and learn. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's an expensive mistake. Um and if you're the guy who's filling gas, don't do that. Don't do this. That uh that's costly. It's a whole tank of diesel. Ruined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Been watching anything other than hockey and crashing our hopes and dreams? Well, Kidder, when I am not, uh, you know, <clears throat> ruining the uh, Avs chance at repeating their victory and getting the Stanley Cup, um, the the Minnesota and I, we started watching um, that 90s show. If you, uh, for anyone who's not familiar, this is the long-awaited sequel to that '70s show. And uh, Kinder, did you ever watch that '70s show? I occasionally saw 
pieces of episodes. Just not interested. That's that's fine. I I didn't watch it like when it first aired, um, but then later kind of caught it in reruns, and then I I watched the whole thing on uh, Netflix, and it, I enjoyed that '70s show. Uh, it was enjoyable. Um, you know, I it, it was to me. I don't know. I enjoyed some of the storylines, some of the characters. It, it was it was really kind of a a simple like background show for the most part. Like it was never like so deep that it's like you had to like pay attention to everything. It's kind of the perfect, like Saturday afternoon, put it on while I do something else like paint miniatures and such. So, uh, the wife and I decided to try that nineties show a little worried about what it would be like. And, uh, it's actually been pretty enjoyable kidder. Um, it's not too bad. Uh, if I had to to really knock it on anything, it's eh, some of the cameos seem just a wee bit forced. You know, it it's kind of one of those where it's like, you know, it, it's it's great to work in these cameos, but it's like you're really trying a bit too hard with some of them to get them in. Uh, and. And the other interesting thing was um, when I was reading about this coming out, like everything that I saw was that, oh, it's going to be more focused on Red and Kitty, uh, the parents from the uh, original series. And it's really not. It's about their their granddaughter and her friends to an extent. Um, but you can also tell that it's a Netflix show and that it doesn't have a huge budget. Um, one of the episodes has them going to a rave and it's like maybe 10 people and doesn't look anything like a rave. Hmm. It, uh, yeah, it's a little, little sad when you kind of like actually look at that scene. It's like, you guys didn't have enough money for extras and, um, but overall we're, we're enjoying it. Uh, we haven't fit watched the entire series yet, but you know, with her working weekends and nights, it's been hard for us to have time together to sit and watch it. So, but hopefully we'll, we'll get around to finishing it. So, yeah, that's the, that's the newest thing I've been watching. How about you? Good, sir. I know uh, last week you, you dropped a bunch of movies. You've been uh, watching on us. Managed to, are you keeping that streak alive? Are you backing off a little bit? You know, Afraid you might drain the popcorn reserves if you keep it up. Uh, I mean, maybe, but <clears throat> I, I do have to say, John Wick Four was good. I believe I said that last week because we recorded the show after I'd watched it. So there's that. Um, haven't really watched um, other movies. As I'm trying to think of some of the others, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched any any other movies. Uh, interestingly enough, though, with John Wick 4, Keanu Reeves, he wanted to have all the stuntmen remember how many times they died in the movie. So... He actually made 
t-shirts for each of them with the number of their deaths on it. <laughs> How many times they died in the movie? Some of them over 20 times in the in the movie. Uh, there were 35 stunt people. And of course, a lot of them died several times, you know, 5, 10, 20 times. When you have hundreds of people trying to kill John Wick, that gets a little crazy. So Keanu ended up making uh, and paying for the t-shirts for uh, the crew, listing their times, uh, amount of, of deaths. So way to go, Keanu. That, uh, yeah, no, that is. I, yeah. And now I'm really kind of curious, like, watch and, like, see if you can pick out, like, who died the most. You know, it's like, ah, oh, there's that guy again. Like, wow. I'm curious now. I do have to say that I, I tried to watch, you know, to see, get an idea, but, um, it, it's pretty hard to tell. A lot of the scenes, they don't have their faces exposed, which easily lends itself to that very, um, I don't want to say excuse, but reasoning, <laughs> you know, and you don't have to worry about finding 300 actual people. You just have the same 20, 30 people doing it over and over and over again. So there's that. But anyway, that that was interesting. Uh, again, still worthy of a uh, viewing. So Howie Blues, if you have not yet had a chance to see the other ones, catch up on those and uh, eventually... Hopefully you'll see number four and then we'll see what happens. You know, if they're going to make number five or six, there are some other offshoots, potentially uh, spinoff movie series and we'll see what happens with those should be interesting. Now, I know you're not a huge South Park fan, but there's been somewhat of a disappointing trend and the latest season, which is 26 continues in that. And here's what's disappointing last year. Did, they did it to us. And this year again, South park creators have done it. And what is it only makes six episodes for the season. Very frustrating because there's this trend of television series to only make a handful of episodes and call it a season. Very frustrating. Uh, Star Trek has been very guilty of that over since they came back. Very, very agitating to me because only making 10 to 14 episodes in, in one season? Give me a break. At least hmm. make 20 get some, you know, episodes out there. You take two years to make the stuff anyway, get it polished. So it's not even like when they were making the other Star Trek series, like Next Generation, Voyager, and Deep Space Nine, where they literally had a week or two 
to make that episode. And they still did 26 episodes a year. So this, this new trend to me is just unacceptable. So the reasoning potentially behind South Park only making six episodes is because of the, if you remember, as we covered the deal with Paramount and the exclusive 14 new special, I guess they're just specials, not special episodes. They're just specials. There's 14 of them. Okay. They're supposed to be feature length. So what does that do? Apparently take down a lot of the time from the episodic episodes, weekly episodes that you would make in order to make these other episodes that are feature length, i.e. movies. And right now they have made four of them. So they need to make 10 more of them here before the contract is up. When is that up? Uh, it, it doesn't um, specifically say here, but uh, I'm guessing their contract, which was worth $900 million, will be up here in the next couple of years. So I'm guessing we'll get another five uh, feature length specials of South Park soon. But again, to reiterate, some of the early seasons featuring 14 episodes or more and then cutting them down to 10 to 15 and then even less five to 10 just very disappointing there were some great episodes this season though and i wish that there would have been more of them more of an expansion on those humorous topics even last year those topics were funny too Maybe a revisit to Soto Sopa is needed. Jaco, uh, what's your thought on TV series cutting back on the number of episodes per season? You know, to me, it all depends on the story that you are trying to tell. And to me, if you are telling, if you are telling a story that goes over, like it's all connected, I can understand. Maybe you don't have enough to be twenty some episodes. I think we've all seen series like that where they want to tell this long, overarching story, but they don't have enough to cover twenty two or you know twenty four episodes. Star Trek is and that I, was 14. Yeah, I, I mean, you have things like that where, yeah, you get these filler episodes. Um, NCIS is kind of guilty of it where they kind of have like a main plot thread that's going through the season, but it like disappeared. Like the only times you really see it is like at the beginning of the season, the mid-season point, and then the end of the season. And the rest is like filler episodes that maybe like have like a, a wink and a nod towards it. Hey, there's a bigger thing, but not. And I could see at points where you kind of just want to be like, just focus on telling that story, you know, and, and there I'm okay with it. 
Um, cause I, again, I, I also think that some series try too hard to draw things out. You know, if you've watched like the blacklist, the whole mystery of who's Liz's father, is it, you know, um, Jaden Spader's character. They draw that out for seasons and like the answer and they kind of hint at it, but you're just like, Ugh. like every time that they like get close, it's like, well, no, 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 no. We, 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 we can't tell you yet. So we're just gonna throw a twist in here. Oh, you gotta wait another however long to learn. So to me, it really depends on, on what you are, you know, what's the story you're telling? Um, I, I, you know, I've been watching a lot of one piece lately, and uh, the the way that seasons are broken up there, it's based on whole arcs. And it's very possible that if an arc is, you know, 60 or 70 episodes in length for them to cover all of it, all of that is one season. Uh, I'm 230-some episodes into One Piece. I'm only in season 10. Hmm. You know... So there they break up their seasons based on ah, we've told the story, you know, that for this arc, we're going to move on to something else, you know, so now it's a new season. I like it. I, you know, so I, I can be okay with, you know, differing lengths of seasons, but I want it to be like that. It fits the actual story. So I'm okay. If, if you, if you hit me with a shorter season, I can be okay with that. There's plenty of stuff out there to watch. I can always find something new to replace that. Um, and more likely, if it's a shorter season, I'm going to get through all of it and not get fatigued on it. So it does have that benefits. However, if it is something like Star Trek that is supposed to kind of be or has traditionally been this weekly episodic, you know, not even episodic. But yeah, is yep. episodic the right word? Yeah. I think it's the right word, you know, show that maybe there's an overarching storyline, but for the most part, it's not. It's a new adventure every week. Yeah, six seasons seems kind of short. If you're mm-hmm. South Park, again, that's a really short season. I understand that, you know, making of South Park is super intense. I watched a documentary on how they make those. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they turn around an episode in a week. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's a lot of crunch, you know, so I can understand like six weeks of doing that and being like burnt out, you know, so I can get that to an extent, but at the same time, I, I'd be one to say, you know, I, I would maybe have an episode or two in the can, you know, like kind of like we do with this show a little (laughs) bit, you know, we, we got an episode thing scripted. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm reading off a script right now. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. look right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, just to, you know, kind of put an end cap on that with Picard. It's season three and episode seven was released this week, which means there are two more episodes of this season 
the best of the three seasons there. If it were possible somehow, I would have them go back and remove the other two seasons, pretend they'd never happened, and make two more. Because this season has been fantastic. Same thing with Strange New Worlds. And I have some interesting news for you about that. Um, didn't really want to get into the Star Trek stuff right now. And I know you'll love it so much, but I'll just throw it out there that Strange New Worlds Season 2 will premiere June 15th. So, around the corner, another set of hopefully fantastic episodes that were filmed last year even before the first episode premiered, which is crazy to think. But the other news is that season three has officially been renewed and they will start production on that shortly. And breaking news of sorts, a brand new series has been greenlit by Paramount. It will be a new Star Trek Starfleet Academy show. They will begin production next year, which means that they'll take forever and it'll be out in 2025. So two years until the damn thing actually gets released because they're going to probably beat it to death, just like what they did to a lot of the other series but this will be co-run by alex kurtzman who has carried the trek flag since its reintroduction with discovery and probably killed a lot of star trek along with noga landu who will be a new executive producer and showrunner for this series the premise it will introduce us to a young group of cadets who come together to pursue a common dream of hope and optimism under the watchful and demanding eyes of their instructors. They will discover what it takes to become Starfleet officers as they navigate blossoming friendships, explosive rivalries, first loves, and a new enemy that threatens both the Academy and the Federation itself because that's what every damn season of Discovery has been. Oh, man, this is going to kill the universe. This is going to destroy the Federation. We have to stop it. And then by the end of the season, guess what? They magically do. And then the next season premiere shows up, and there's another threat to the universe. We're all going to die. Ah. So, again, falling into that crap. Disappointing. The other stupid thing that all of this and the speculation has been running amongst in the internet community is that this series will take place in the 32nd century where discovery will leave off. Please, for the love of everything sacred. No. Picard season three is out. Everybody's like, this is Trek. This is the return to Star Trek that everybody wants. This is awesome. Fantastic writing. There's great mystery. There's Trekness in it. Not beating you over the head with all kinds of things. And then what do they do instead of extending this? Well, 
we're going to do this other thing that a tenth of the Trek population likes. So I'm mad, I guess, <laughs> and happy at the same time. It's new Trek, but it's going to be this other garbage. And so I'm very disappointed in that. Happy, though, that Lower Decks and Prodigy have been renewed to continue. So there's that, that there will be some funny Trek to continue. Yeah. I don't know. What, what do you think? It's, it's like in, in if we're in the Star Wars universe and then they decide to go forward in the future and make up a bunch of stuff and then and nobody really likes it, but they're going to shove more of it down your throat. Uh, that would be called the most recent set of movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, which, truthfully, I enjoyed, so... Like, I, I guess I was not as worked up and upset about those as some people have been. Um, but I, I mean, I, I get the feeling. Like, I, I totally get where you're coming from with that, that not everybody has been real happy with what they've been getting from Star Trek lately. Yeah. And, the, and it's not just me. Uh, I, I mean, I have a platform to rant about it, and there's plenty of other pl people out there on the various uh, platforms that rant about it as well, and definitely comment on every one of the posts on any of the Star Trek pages or Star Trek-related pages, whatever a Discovery-related post shows up. Because the fans, and me being one of them, Again, I've said it on the show. I don't want Star Trek shows to be canceled, but let's get rid of the garbage and make way for the better. Picard season three has been awesome. Love it. Strange new worlds. Fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Can't wait for the next season to see what they come up with. It's kind of a return to how Trek was growing up, even the original series, because a lot of people are like, wow, the original series was the same th thing because people love that. And then when the next generation came around, they hated that. Well, the first season had some issues. Let's be honest. Same thing with the first season of Deep Space Nine. The <laughs> hopscotch episode which you could commonly refer to it as, you know, come along home. That one. Yeah. And even Voyager had some of its issues with the first season and enterprise had a lot of issues with its first season. I understand that every episode of every series is not going to be a home run. However, when there are so many plot holes and issues and head scratchers and complaints all combined. And it's not just in the first season, but continues through part of the second season, 
which was partially saved with Captain Pike. And look what happened. It became its own series because the fans liked it. And then season three and four and five trash discovery. And I just want to make note that for the majority of everyone involved, the acting has been good. I don't like all the, the whispering and the crying, like everything is, it's so difficult. And Howard, I have to, I have to, I have to talk like this. It's very emotional, Howard. And you can't even hear what I'm saying right now. So then you turn it up to 32 million on your sound system. So then you can hear what they're saying. (laughs) And then you get blown out of your chair because something changes and it explodes. And it, it's 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 terrible and it's annoying so again what i would personally love to see instead of whatever this academy series is supposed to be if it is going to happen i would love 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 for it to take place during the next gen deep space nine voyager post voyager timeline because there's a lot happening from all of the shows you can take things from all of them. And if it's post Voyager, post deep space nine, post nemesis, even post Picard, you can bring all of those people in who were in those shows. They can have cameos. They can teach at the Academy for an episode. They can have their own storylines. It can be finally, the Deep Space Nine and Voyager closures. Because Picard, there's a little bit of that. A lot of throwbacks to it. And like, hey, look at that. Deep Space Nine, Voyager, yeah. This is your... I mean, I do love those shout-outs. But it's a little bit more to go off of. So I would love to see that. Same thing with the current cast. And they've been calling the members of TNG DS9 Voyager the legacy members now <laughs> and I'm like oh man ah oh, right that's just yeah but trek royalty may be a little bit more appropriate so while well, they are part of the series of Picard of course it's centered around Patrick Stewart's character it would be fantastic to be able to continue on the stories of the ship and other crews around them. Now, spoiler alert at the end of season two, had they not killed off Santiago Cabrera's character, that would have been an awesome show about the USS stargazer. That could have been the, current trek series let it roll and then with this season three they introduced the uss titan make that its own series and it could be just like ncis or fbi or uh chicago pd whatever they have crossovers between their episodes and in the series because they're all in the same timeline how cool would that That'd be sweet, right? Meet each other in one episode and 
so they know each other and there can be crisscrossing, which I always hated because they only would have one or two pieces between as launching point. So enter the enterprise D in the next generation visited deep space nine in a two part episode, which was good. And then of course in the premiere of deep space nine, captain Picard is basically giving the keys to deep space nine to commander Cisco. So there's that. And then in the premiere of Voyager, the one episode where Voyager was at Deep Space Nine, they start at Deep Space Nine and then they go into the Badlands and they disappear. But there is that again, passing of the torch, as it were. There could be more crossover, an intergalactic mystery that can be solved in two episodes or four, whatever between the two series that would be cool to me i don't know i've been ranting for 10 minutes so uh, <laughs> first contact day is coming up on april 5th so there will be more information released about star trek and what's coming up for star trek potentially new shows i certainly hope there will be more because after Picard finishes, by the time this episode is released, I'm going to have to go back and watch more old Star Trek and get my fix. So yeah. we'll see. Howard, your take on all that to buffet? I, I, I mean, I don't know that I have much more to add on it, Kidder. Uh, yeah. yeah. You covered a lot of that, and uh, yeah, I, I I don't even know where I would jump in so you're to say anything you new. Well, I I don't know because I haven't seen most of this, so you know, you and I both know that we have differing views about what makes good Star Trek. So it's hard for me to be like, yeah, Kidder, I completely agree with your assessment on this i mean i might watch picard and think gosh all three seasons are fantastic uh, you know it's hard to say i mean they they have a pretty good start and end point <laughs> for each of each of the first two it's been pretty solid for the for the third season uh i'll tell you what in the next let's see no in may the box uh, steel book for season one of strange new worlds will release be released in 4k the blu-ray and dvd versions are out now and of course streaming anytime right now on paramount plus but when i get that steel book you know i'm going to want to crack it open and admire the art and the inside of the package Maybe, just just maybe, Howard Blues might have to take a trip. Come watch some the first episode, the pilot in 4K. Mm. We'll see. I make no promises. I got kids. Life is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, on that depressing Star Trek note, <clears throat> uh, this will be right up your alley, though. It was just released the other day. And maybe it's not up your alley. I mean, you, you have some knowledge of it. Harrison Ford will be returning as Jack Ryan. Wow. Interesting. It'll be the first time he reprises Jack Ryan's role since 1994. And this will be Debt of Honor. Ooh. It is based off of the 1994 novel of that name. And according to this, he will return to the role. And uh, again, as mentioned last time, he played uh, that role. uh, Jack Ryan was clear in present danger. (laughs) And this will make Harrison Ford the first actor to return to Jack Ryan after being replaced. And at 80 years old, the oldest actor to portray Tom Clancy's everyman, Marine stockbroker, professor, CIA analyst, etc., who becomes president. Yep. To date, the character has been played by five actors in film and television, including. I'm putting you on the spot. Would you like to guess? Well, Do you know? Well, I, you I mean, it, there's Alec Baldwin was the first one in Hunt for Ding. Red October. Ding. Then you have Harrison Ford in both Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. Ding and ding. Uh, you have um, Your Ben favorite. Affleck. Yeah. In, <laughs> um, I think that one's Without Remorse. Nope. No. What's the title on that one? The Missiles Are on the Cover. I, I know the missiles are on the cover. Uh, the sum of all fears. Sum yep. of all fears. Ah, oh, yep. that's right. That's the one Tom Clancy book I've never finished. Um, and the movie we wish we never finished. Uh, yeah, it, it has a, a <laughs> spot in there where it just gets like he spends a whole chapter breaking down exactly how the nuclear bomb goes off, and it. I get that far every time, and that's just like. It kills me. You, could, um, you know, I mean, it killed a lot of people in the book, too. You, you could yeah. just skip it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, after him, you have uh, John Krasinski in his uh, Jack Ryan series that was on Prime. So he's the most recent. There's one before him. And mm. it has ties to what we were just talking about. I know you'll get it. It's late. I don't know if I will, because it's late and I've been drinking. Chris Pine, who played Captain Kirk in the 2009, 2011, and 2013 Star Trek movies, in Jack Ryan's Shadow Recruit, a feature-length film. You know, I never saw that one. It was all right. He goes to Russia and stuff. It It was interesting. Yeah, no, I... Missed that one. That's all right. Well, uh, other pieces in this uh, article, of course, Harrison Ford will uh, reportedly play his final appearance as Indiana Jones in the upcoming film. And 
this is potentially, or there is also potentially a sequel to the 1997 thriller Air Force One in the works, where Harrison Ford may play an encore in that movie as well. They're just running forward through like all of his greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I like Harrison Ford. Don't get me wrong. But we don't need to revisit all of these. Also, uh, as you, Howard, being somewhat of a Marvel fan in uh, the cinematic universe... William Hurt is being replaced uh, from the character Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross to Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford will be taking over that role. And since uh, Ross's last appearance in the Marvel verse, he has become U.S. president. And oddly hey. enough, again, the Air Force One sequel will be coming out with Harrison Ford playing President James Marshall again <laughs> in some form. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting that they're switching from William Hurt to Harrison Ford. Yeah. And Harrison Ford has never seemed like a Thunderbolt Ross type actor. Hmm. Hmm. Well, and it, it it's interesting because I know everybody wants them to do Red Hulk and hey spoilers for anybody who hasn't read the comics, uh, but <laughs> the Red Hulk when he first debuts it's a it's a murder mystery and uh, because it's you know and they think that's the Hulk but the Hulk is you know locked away in a prison under ground and so bruce banner and the hulk escape to try and solve who i forget who uh is abomination it was who killed abomination and it turns out that it's the red hulk who is none other than thunderbolt ross who has suffered gamma radiation and now is his own version of the hulk so yeah and here i thought it'd be russian Nope. Nope. Now, uh, interesting pieces to add on to this uh, little piece is in the novel Debt of Honor, Jack Ryan first becomes president. So again, another movie where Harrison Ford plays the president. There. Uh, also, interestingly enough, there's potentially the change in adaptation where Harrison Ford, obviously Jack Ryan, uh, the original novel taking place during the 90s, it dealt with the fictional second war between the U.S. and Japan, which ultimately results in Jack Ryan being appointed to vice president after the previous vice president resigned due to scandal and then becoming president when an explosive airplane attack on the Capitol kills the previous exe chief executive, most of Congress, the Supreme Court, and essentially a majority of the government. 
given that Dead of Honor is somewhat apocalyptic, a similar 9-11-like scenario, we'll see how much is retained to bring Harrison Ford back into that international world of espionage. I, I was going to bring that up, Kidder, that, you know, Dead of Honor was one of those that I just never thought they were going to make after 9-11 because um, it's it's the book that people, like, when they, you know, you talk sometimes about authors, like, predicting the future. And that was one of the ones where Clancy's like, wow, he got that and and such. Um, uh, surprisingly, well, maybe not surprisingly, um, interestingly, they've kind of uh, made a TV series that's along the same premise. And Howard's been drinking. And so, therefore, I need Kidder to give my vocabulary. Uh, same <laughs> premise as a TV series called Designated Survivor, uh, which starred um, Kiefer Sutherland. Yes. I wanted to say Kenneth Branagh, but I I knew that was wrong. Close Uh, enough. Yeah, uh, but it's the same premise. He's a member of the cabinet who has to sit out uh, during the State of the Union. Somebody attacks the Capitol, kills everybody, and he is the lone survivor, uh, which is a a true practice that they actually do um, within government, uh, the United States of the Union. Somebody from the cabinet uh, has to stay locked in a secured facility. So if something happened, we'd have a president still. Um, but anyway, so I always thought it was interesting that that series got made after 9-11 because it's, I mean, it is very much like Debt of Honor, the TV series, at least in, in premise. So there you go. And that was picks. 2020. I believe when that came out 2019 or 2020. So maybe they thought that there had been enough time. After. I, thought of, I thought it was older than that. Kidders now fact checking. I'm curious too. Cause I remember being interested in watching it and then going. Eh. Yeah. I thought it was older than 2020. So it was three seasons and it started in 2016. And went through 2019. So that's why I was thinking it was 2020 because it officially finished in 2019. I mean, close, close. I, I would have thought it was older than that even, but. And then there was a spinoff designated survivor 60 days, which was a Korean drama that started in 2019 for one season. Kiefer Sutherland is uh, in a new series on paramount plus yeah what's that called rabbit hole yep the uh, paramount advertising uh, marketing department took over the you know properties of paramount plus and people freaked out because they thought somebody had actually hacked the paramount like instagram facebook etc it was pretty funny Interesting. Yeah, I saw it and I said, this is a TV show. I was right. (sighs) My question for you, Howard, have you, did you, are you interested in Curb Your Enthusiasm? I know of it. 
And the premise of it? Never seen it. So I've seen a couple episodes, and I think it's as as dry as a hamburger that's been cooked without a bun and well done. Well, good news for those of you who don't like it. Apparently, HBO is axing the show after the 12th season, which is set to be released soon. According to John Heyman, the show producer, tweeted and then deleted a post saying, maybe you love the show. Maybe you hate the show. Maybe you don't give a shit. But in any event, shooting the last scene of the last episode of the final season. Richard Lewis also apparently shared a message saying that uh, there is there I was a few hours ago in my trailer on location to shoot my last scene. Hard to believe we started in 2000. Cast and crew all knew we were working for a genius. When that rarity happens, no one ever takes a moment for granted. We love you, Larry David. I mean, Larry David is a bit of a genius. So... I don't know how familiar you are with Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I mean, it follows Larry David, who was the one of the brains behind Seinfeld and and such. And truthfully, he's kind of like the George Costanza like character, but in real life. So. Yeah, but it, I've I've often heard the critique of Curb Your Enthusiasm that really the the show tends to kind of be the same thing. Like he gets angry, puts his foot in his mouth, and it's kind of those such sorts of situations constantly. So yeah. Yeah. there's a Highlander reboot coming. Yeah, Hollywood needs some new ideas. I'm. <laughs> I know everybody gripes about the whole like reboots and you know sequels to long beloved series, but I, I, I really do they they need to stop with some of this. You know, find some new material. Well, how do about this, Howard? Different. A prequel. There's a a, a Timothy Shum, uh, Shalomet prequel coming to Wonka. Wait, just what everybody needs. They're doing another Willy Wonka movie. Yeah, but this is a young Willy Wonka. Why? I. (laughs) I just, just why? (laughs) I, I, uh, you know, uh, there's been two Willy Wonka movies. One's beloved. One people seem to hate. I like the second one because it's dark as hell. <laughs> I mean, I, I like the second. I I like the second one too. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of I've I've heard a lot of criticism from people who love the Gene Wilder one, and it was just too different. Yeah, you know, I. But I, yeah, I just I don't need another one of those. Mm-hmm. It's it just I don't. I'm glad that it was that different because then it's super easy to separate the two of them. You know, it's not trying to be the same thing. They were actively trying to do something different. So 
This one, though, a prequel. I'm not a fan of prequels. I don't like it. You go back and create extra things in the in a movie or a, a series history that wasn't there before. No, don't like it. Uh, I mean, you can do a prequel. All right. As long as you don't get real. Real like wink, wink, nod, nod about like references and such, you know, there there's, there's something to be said about making those connections to um to the later series and doing it in a way that you go oh okay that that's cool that informs me about something that they're doing but i think that the the problem you run into are you know almost giving away because you have to get to a certain thing you know um I, like a, a great example is if you watch the Star Wars prequels, you know that they have to get to the spot that they're ready for episode four and things are different. You know, you have to change the look from the clones to the stormtroopers. The The military uniforms need to change. The ships need to change. And it's kind of interesting because it just happens. Like at the end of the third movie, it's like, and now the stormtroopers look like this. Now the ships look like this because we had to get to this point where it matches. You know, it uh, you, you run into that, and that's where I have a problem with prequels. Is is they sometimes feel, oh, we have to lead up to this, or we have to. Uh, but I think you can do prequels well. Um, the House of Dragons series, which is a prequel to Game of Thrones, is doing pretty well. And I think part of that is, is they went far enough into the future and they're not relying on, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, look, it's, it's a young Ed Stark. Well, yeah. Here he is. He's here he is as a kid. You know, they don't do that sort of stuff with it. So you can do it. You just have to, you know, kind of get away from the nostalgia hammer. That Oh, you mean like do. creating a prequel series where the main character is secretly the sister of a beloved main character pillar of a series that nobody knew about before because it had to be secret. Yeah, like that. Mm -hmm. Discovery. Yeah, I mean, it prequels can be done and done right. You just, but it takes work and you have to really have something worth going back and doing a prequel for. Speaking of going back, Scott Pilgrim is coming back with an original uh, or with the original cast for uh, another Scott Pilgrim movie. Hmm. We'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Zootop uh, let me try that again. Zootopia 2 will be coming out probably next year or even toward the end of the year. Never saw the first one. You know, it wasn't terrible. I didn't mind it. 
It's all right. Yeah, I nothing against. I just haven't had the time to to watch mm-hmm. it. There's a Frozen three in the works, and here's one that you're really going to shake your head at. A Toy Story five will be coming in the next couple of years. Yeah, I'd, I'd heard about the Toy Story five. Hmm. I just again, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, you, you stop, stop going to the well, man. It, like Toy Story, you had like the perfect ending after the at the third one. Mm-hmm. The fourth one was okay. It was like an acceptable like one more goodbye. But I hated it. I didn't mind it too much. It's not the best. Like it's, it's definitely not the best Toy Story, but it. I don't know. I've seen worse. I didn't even buy it. And that says something. But, but, Peter, <sighs> Peter, what if five is just like absolutely amazing? Then I might you... buy that. And then I will not complete the collection out of spite. Oh, wow. So bad. I know. Me not completing a collection. I'm, I'm a little shocked. A little shocked. Right. That would be like forcing you to purchase SS Doom Trooper because there was a a, a first and third one that were really good. Um, no, <laughs> because See? no, nobody See? likes SS Doom Trooper. <laughs> well, I'm sure the crew that worked on it at least had to put put up with it somehow to get through it. Well, I'm sure they they also probably thought that they were making an actual like movie that people would enjoy <laughs> bam shots fired well i mean nobody makes a movie for like people to not enjoy you know it's not like people go on like yeah we're gonna spend thousands of dollars to make this crap sharknado sharknado was good i, I enjoyed sharknado i know there's 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 something wrong with you it's okay listen i can just appreciate when you know as i said like they realized that that movie was totally camp and they played it that way and it works and it works. Have you even seen Sharknado Kidder? I watched, I watched one of them. Which one? Maybe five. Uh, you see, you gotta start back at like one. No, I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm done. I'm done with it. I've, I've written it off already. It's out of here. (laughs) I talked about John Wick earlier. Remember, I talked about spinoffs. Uh, Ballerina will be one of the first series or movies that'll be released there. Batman, the Brave and the Bold. Yep. Okay. We knew that was coming. That was part of um, James Gunn's big list of 10 things that he was doing. Uh, no, DC's in charge of the lanterns DC. was that mm-hmm. one of them? Yeah, yeah. Swamp Thing. Yep. Waller. I think you're just reading off his list. Yes. <laughs> uh, Creature Commandos. Yep. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Uh huh. The Batman Part Two. Yes. Oh, you get Robert Pattinson in that one. I. You know what? I haven't seen the Batman, but I hear it's good. I just, again, I don't have time for movies. 
Yeah. Did you ever see Atomic Blonde? No. That was a few years ago already with uh, Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Well, Atomic Blonde 2 is on the way. From Netflix. Uh, you're just kind of depressing me with all of this, Kidder. It's uh and and I'm I'm parent in charge. I I can't go and have another one of these. Halo season two. <laughs> Captain Marvel two. I'm still depressed uh, as the the last one on on this page is Moon Knight season two. And that one is still up in the air, and there's a bunch of the rumors floating around that it will not happen, and season one is what it is. You got what you got, and that's done. I, for one, hope that they continue because Moon Knight was great. I enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I haven't for a second season. I haven't haven't got that far. (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoy it. I won't ruin it for you. I'm not going to be one of those people. Same thing with Loki. Season one was very unexpected. I enjoyed that. And season two supposed to be out in the next six months. Maybe depends on what article you look at. I think they're waiting for uh, Mandalorian season three to, to finish up. Yeah. Don't don't want all the you know don't want competing eyeballs. So, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow two. Did you ever see that movie with Tom Cruise? And no, Emily I heard, Blunt. Heard good things. I again, I don't got time to watch all this. <laughs> well, apparently the sequel will be a spinoff series on HBO. Allegedly. I will watch for the details. And I will let you know. I will make sure to watch it. And you know what? How about one final movie topic from me? There is, and still is, in the works, a Knight Rider movie. And David Hasselhoff is involved. Why are you shaking your head? Uh, what? Just no. What? No. Why? We we no. We we're, we're we're good. We don't we don't need a Knight Rider. Hey, the original show was awesome. Ran from 1982 to 1986. Fantastic, of course, Mr. Feeney. For those of you who watched a certain ABC series in the uh, late 90s, was the voice of Kit, the Night Industries 2000. Huh? Throwback for you. All the memories coming forward there, huh? I like how you're trying to sell me on this, and I just know. I... Did you know? And and I, I of course, am forgetting his name. Uh, William Daniels. That's his name. William Daniels also voiced a computer in an episode of Star Trek Voyager. No. Because I really didn't watch a lot of Voyager. Yeah. Well, 
would be great. Hopefully. That'd be awesome. Apparently, James Gunn and David Hasselhoff had spoken about a Knight Rider movie. So, I mean, if James Gunn is interested in it. I mean, just because James Gunn is interested in it doesn't automatically make it good. Hmm. He he has had some um, flops. Um, like, what was the one? It was a superhero ask story it was like a like if superman was evil it was like bright something bright burn bright burn was the name of the movie yeah yeah kidder i I believe you. I, I mean, yeah. 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 Uh, let's say, Kidder, uh, you've been playing anything interesting. We haven't talked video games in a long time, I realized. It's true. <clears throat> and not interesting to you. But on my list of three games that I've been playing, number one, Star Trek Online. There's a couple new ships that uh, will be released very shortly, so eh. no new missions or anything since February, uh, which was the 13th anniversary. So it was the 13th anniversary event. Not too bad for that. They finished off an arc of Mirror Universe storylines, uh, missions, including the return of Wesley Crusher as the Terran Empire Emperor and Beverly Crusher, his mom, in the Terran universe. So you have Terran Crusher and Terran Crusher. Very interesting. Also, a little bit of flashing lights here and there mentioned uh, they had a, an update earlier in the month of uh, March, which made the lights a little bit more realistic, a little more flashy. <laughs> and then they added some other uh, extra things in there. Uh, traffic to the outer regions tweaked how it works and more implementations of the outer cities that are on the map so extra pieces coming along makes me happy there and then i've been playing battlefield 2047 or 2042 whatever year it is 2040 something the battlefield one they recently made some huge overhauls to the class system again now when the game was initially released. They had the individual characters and there were a bunch of them and each of them had their own special thing that you could do. And it wasn't tied to a class system. So really you could plug and play of what you wanted. You could have a recon character holding a submachine gun. Now, 
you could still do that. However, they reintroduced the class system, which you may remember from pretty much every other Battlefield game that has ever been released. You have the assault class, the engineer class, the support class, and the recon class or sniper class. They reintroduced the four classes, categorized all of those operators into their respective classes, and now you can still play any of the characters and hold any of the guns of your choice. However, if you want the special ability or class-specific enhancement, you're somewhat limited. So when it comes down to it, the assault class, you get a bonus of sorts for using an assault rifle. For the recon class, you get a bonus for using a marksman rifle or sniper rifle. So again, they've put them back into those four categories, even though you can mix and match if you want to not have that extra piece. The bonus. And really the things uh, for the assault class, if you use an assault rifle, you get three extra magazines. So things like that. And then each of the operators still have their individual perks, uh, equipment, whatever the case might be. Uh, for instance, one of the characters has a sentry turret that you are able to drop, and then it just does its own thing. I like that. Uh, double XP this weekend. So those of you watching or listening to this, sorry, you're a few weeks late. They also did some free play days where if you didn't own the game, you could still download it and play it. I'm not certain if that's still going on, but it's something. Anyway. That's really all that I've been playing. I had the inkling to play a different game. I know I wanted to put in Modern Warfare 3 because there's a scene in John Wick 4 that reminds me, because they're in Paris at one point, and it reminds me of the map from Paris. And of course, I forget. But you remember that map with the stairs on the one side of the map. And there's really two different roads or streets. So one was the higher and one was the lower. The lower one had where you could go underneath the walkway and it was a little tunneled area. But if you go up the steps on the one side, you go to the street and the street goes down around to the cafe and then that corner street links it back. And then on the far side, you could go back into kind of the open area. And say that I do, but I'll believe you. I'll, I'll believe you. You're going to look it up, aren't you? Well, now I'm interested, right? <clears throat> <laughs> well, Kidder looks that up. I am Resistance. actually... Been... Resistance. Ah, okay. Now that Kidder's done looking that up, uh, I was going to say, Kidder, I've actually been playing a game. Um, nothing quite as complicated as what you've been playing. Uh, I recently put back on my phone a game called Gems of War. Hmm. don't know if you're familiar with Gems of War. You can also play it on your Xbox. 
It's like uh, one part bejeweled meets like collectible card game. You basically, it's a fantasy setting. You build a team, um, including yourself and uh, three troops, um, and you you basically get combat against others. But it's through like playing bejeweled, matching gems to. Get mana to power up your guys' special abilities. Um, there's a lot of kind of strategicness to it and such, but I don't know. It's a great time waster. And as you gain levels and go up, then you can unlock keys or gold to buy keys, then open chests and give you the possibility of getting new and better troops. It's, I don't know. It's, I, I've killed some time playing it, but. Uh, I have taken a long hiatus. I used to play it quite a bit, Kidder, when I was in um, uh, Medora. I stationed out in Dickinson. It was kind of a just a nice, light puzzle game I could sit on my Xbox and and play. So, this is that old of a game. It is that old of a game. It's not new. It's not new, but it's they still keep putting out new content and such for it. So, but. I don't know. I mean, it it's you can play a, a round in, you know, 10 15 minutes. So, if you got some time, it's like, oh, just sit here play for a little bit. Yeah. But that's it. That's about it for my gaming. <laughs> Get her. Can mm. I tell you about about another fail I had this week? Now <laughs> what did you do? Oh, this is this is more hobby related. So, I luckily for the most part, you know, Reaper miniatures they they don't produce a lot of multi kits. You know, things where you order a model and you have options. Uh, but one of them that they did is this this pit demon here, this guy, um, and he had some options. And and you might remember uh, I, I asked the local geek on last week's episode, you know, what weapon to put. This is the first one I ever got of him where I put the fireball and then local geek chose the bone sword. And I built one with that, but Kidder, I, I still have like this cleaver one. I'm like, well, you know what? I should see if I can purchase another one of these and then I'll have one with each design and, and such. So I went on to Reaper and I, I, I found it and I purchased it. Um, Kidder, what I didn't realize was that this pit demon is a newer version of an older pit demon that had the same name and uh, did not have all the options and is quite a bit smaller. Um, so, yeah, bit of a bit of so a fail. hosed. Well, I didn't get hosed. I mean, it's still a model. I'll still paint it up, but wasn't what I was trying to do. Um, they are a little different in some aspects, but yeah, that was a little little disappointing when I opened the package. I'm like, oh, that's not the right one. Ah, so there you go. There's uh, Howard failing at his hobby in a uh, unusual and unexpected way. And uh, on that bit of failure, Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while. It's probably time that we wrap this show up as we tend to do. Plus, it's WrestleMania weekend, and like, this is like night one of three nights of podcasting with you. 
even yeah. though this is going to air like weeks later. <clears throat> yeah. The, the only piece that I wanted to mention because it will be late is that Pepsi has rebranded for the first time in over 14 years. They have a new logo that looks like their old logo, not the last one, but their old logo. <laughs> And now they are embracing the underdog role that they know they're second to Coca-Cola and they're going to do what they can to make a stronger link to pop culture and enhance that secondness. Uh, pieces to note, they have an updated color palette and electric blue and black. So there's a contrast and vibrance, which is somewhat like the older ones. They also are using the can silhouette to show that, you know, it is a can, uh, can drink, can soda to be like iconic. And they have the modern custom typeface and they're invoking a signature Pepsi pulse ripple pop and fizz. All right. Uh, basically, what that does is they changed the font, they moved it into the logo, and the Pepsi logo itself will be much larger on the bottles and cans and easier to spot from farther away and clearly decipher from those Coke cans right next to it. Because if it wasn't hard enough to discern between something that says Coca-Cola or Coke on the bottle and Pepsi with the Pepsi logo. But anyway, cheap plugs. Here we go. Cause Howard ain't interested in no Pepsi. It's not Mountain Dew. It's Pepsi. Not interested in that. So let's roll on with this thing. Beerbluesbs.com. It's our website. Beerbluesbs.com right here in the bottom of your screen. That's the website. If you're watching our video version or if you're listening to us, just go to the show notes on this podcast and you can do that or go online, search beer, blues, and BS. That's one beer, many blues, and lots of BS. It's all there for you, beerbluesbs.com. Also, while you are on our website, you can visit our merch store. We have an awesome merch store for you to check out, beerbluesbs.com. Click merch, and all you need to do there check out the sweet merch you can get a wonderful pint glass like this the beerbluesbs.com version the triple b logo variant of our pint glass or perhaps sitting over here that their variant is the kidder's perfect old-fashioned recipe pint glass there's also t-shirts sweatshirts even life-sized big d shower curtains yeah that's there too beerbluesbs.com and click merch more merch on the way by the way what could that be well you will have to stay tuned to find out even watch our live streams because we will have some live streams as we continue this whole triple b thing hell we might even get to it at the point where we're just live streaming this damn thing who knows what'll happen because when it's done it's done and it is what it is, but we do appreciate you for joining us. And speaking of where and when you can join us, well, number one, anytime. We appreciate your listenership and your viewership whenever and wherever it is. So thank you. 
Number two, we are on YouTube. That's the video home for Triple B. YouTube.com slash Beer Blues BS, or just go to YouTube and search for Beer Blues and BS, and you'll see our smiling faces there. Please subscribe, smash that sub button if you would. On top of that, for the audio versions, we're on iHeartRadio, Pandora, Podca- uh, Podbean, that is. We are on uh, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, IMDb, Stitcher, TuneIn, and many more. Just visit your favorite app, your favorite podcast service, including YouTube podcasts. Search for Beer, Blues, and BS and subscribe. We appreciate it. While you're doing all of that clicking and thumbs up, and we would love for you to visit us on Facebook and Instagram, search Beer, Blues, and BS and click the thumbs up, subscribe to the page for free and help us get to more people to share the triple B action because that's what we love to do. Aside from that, I think that's pretty much it. Howard Blues, closing comments. Uh, yeesh, you don't usually give me closing comments. <laughs> I should think of some. Maybe I'll have some next week. Well, nothing closing like that. Okay. Well, time to get on out of here. He's Howard Blues. I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Ketter. Thanks for joining us for this and every episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. Remember to keep your glass at least half full. There will be some free beer tomorrow, and we will catch you on down that snow-covered Tuscan Highway. Have a wonderful day, night, morning, whenever and wherever you are. And we'll see you on the next episode of Beer Blues and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Stuff must be working if Kidder's happy. I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're almost going to need to make our thumbnails in advance if we're going to start doing wrestling shows. Hmm. Yeah. This. This. <clears throat> that. I'm over here. <laughs> I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Uh, that's, that's, you know, just just let me know, kidder, when you're uh, you're you're ready, and we'll you know get this old show on the road.
moderately confused because I I designed it to exactly fit and and it doesn't. <laughs> uh, All these new things you get to learn. So we can call ourselves professional streamers. <laughs> Potentially professional. Okay. So I need to do this. And then this. Uh, here. Somewhere the Midnight Rockers laughing at us. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. Now I'm eyeballing it, which is always scary when you get to that level. Yeah. The eyeball test. Designing. It's like watching paint dry. Uh-huh. That's why I'm uh, sitting over here assembling things. <clears throat> Just the most minute adjustments. And then you have to do this, and you save, and you come back over here, and over here, and then over here. <clears throat> hmm. I swear. It's like... Just, it, actually, this... You know what this reminds me of? What's it remind you of? That time we went to a hike in Glacier National Park. Just a little mm. bit farther. It's just, just, just a little bit farther. It's it's like right over this little, just a few more steps. It's right right over here. Just just a little bit farther. You guys survived. I suppose. You know, and and here's the thing: like you and I are doing this kind of as an experiment. You know, and just kind of for fun. But, you know, there are people who probably spend all of this time trying to get their screen lab stuff just perfect. You know, because they think they're going to be the next world's biggest streamer. And, like, nobody ends up watching them. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So it is like this show. Well, yeah, I will. Yeah, except, like, you and I don't have any delusions of grandeur, you know? Fair enough. You know, it's not like we're sitting here, like, we're going to do all this work, and everybody's going to come and love the stream, and we're going to be big, <coughs> like ninja. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not that. It's like, yeah, we're doing this, and it'd be great if it took off, and, you know, the show at least allowed us to break even. I mean, a slight bit of income would be great, but... Yeah, that would be super cool. Yeah. You know? But anyway, the, the good thing is that uh, we have some good things to talk about tonight. I mean, I got, I got some stuff to talk about. I just didn't get a run sheet made. Well, it's not the first time, and it probably won't be the last time, and we might actually make it yeah i mean no I, I i do have some stuff floating around in my head that i'm like i should talk about this and i should talk about that you know i should finally talk about that 90s show because i've had that on the run sheet for like the last 
<laughs> three weeks and we keep getting cut due to time. It uh, the season was still going on though, wasn't it? No, no, it's, yeah, because it was on Netflix, so it was uh, here's everything. Oh, uh, they actually did a full release on it, okay, yeah. Okay. At least I believe that's how they did it. I could be wrong. (laughs) I think I got it.